0: A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search. Then download.
1: Gresh and Fourier on W E -E I. I know we got some folks on the line who want to talk about Belichick and decision making and all that kind of stuff. We get into Hour 3, Aggression Fourier. 1203 is the time. We bring up Taylor Swift a little bit, and there is a visceral reaction. Let me give you one to the text line at 37937, the 401. Guys, it'd be one thing if that dope Swift was always a football fan and always going to her favorite team's, quote-unquote, games through the years. She was never a football fan, and now all of a sudden she loves football. Get her TF out of here. In caps, the end part of it. I, why? Why so much hatred? I don't understand it. She's She doesn't even have to be. She probably doesn't even understand it. Probably doesn't get it. I can tell you I was married for a long time. They didn't know a goddamn thing. They had to tell Taylor Swift that Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown. Yeah. You That's can so- see it in the box, which is okay. fine. So what? Who cares? She's right. a fan of him, which means she's a fan of the team. Well, she's supporting him uh, in I what is it's- supposed to be, according to you, a fake relationship. Uh, well, I mean, like I, again, you, you keep skipping over the important part. It was initially a fake relationship, and they fell in love by mistake. Oh, uh, okay. So her being on the field, I thought it was. Like, for her to be open and willing to kind of go out there and just like, I don't know, I thought it was kind of neat. She's amongst the other WAGs. Why? Yeah, and... um, That, That part of it, too. Imagine how many other WAGs, wives and girlfriends, of Chiefs players who are either envious of Brittany Mahomes because she's right there with her, or how many of the other WAGs have just been... Dying for their moment of opportunity to be able to have their opening to just say hello. Yeah, I I do think it is. uh, I I was amazed. I was amazed that she like literally was like. I I thought like security would be like, no, you can't get down there. You can't get down the field. It's too dangerous. Got to keep you away. And the fact that she was like there with her dad and they were just she just. Listen, yeah, the parents. I don't know why you would hate this girl. I don't know what. There's no reason to hate her. Here, uh, uh, Boss Gaden in the Twitch chat says, Swift didn't ask to be put on camera every 10 seconds of an NFL game. I didn't think that CBS was over the top with it. I know they showed her at the beginning of the game. After the first catch, they got her in there. And at the touchdown, it took them a minute. There were a couple plays where they broke down the football, then maybe showed her reaction. I didn't think it was overboard at all. And, oh, by the way, She's one of the biggest stars in the world. She is the Why biggest star you in the world. Put her on so, television. Yeah. She has a blog on this sport. No, like, like, they all do. Like if you're CBS, of course you're going to take it. I can't wait till the overnights come in. The number on the game is going to be stupid. Yeah. And how about this? Didn't they used to show Jessica Simpson when she was dating Tony Romo? Didn't they didn't they try to always grab Giselle they all uh, when she was find her booth. Didn't they? They always. Why let me, let me would they not? Famous hot actresses slash singers dating football players. It's a tale as old as time. Do you remember when the Dolphins? Uh, I think it was under Heizenga. This would have been started selling pieces to famous people. Oh, Serena Williams oh, is yeah, here yeah, today. Yeah. I wonder why. Why is J Lo and Mark uh, Anthony? At a Miami who game being shown on TV. Yeah, you're right. Remember that they did that whole kind of like celebrity ownership. This is the cool group. place to be. Look at these right? guys who are famous. They they think this is awesome. You should too. Hey, at the Royal Rumble, <laughs> right at the Royal Rumble. You know who was there. Jelly Roll. He flew himself in. Said I'm a huge WWE yeah. fan. I said they put him on camera. You like Jelly Roll now, don't you? No, I no, introduce not you. To, <laughs> I introduce you to Jelly Roll. No, his music last is not year. great, but what? I mean, it, I love you this know. song. But uh, no, but the fact he's a big. But to the point of the, you expect a television company to be like, Tom Brady's in, uh, hey, uh, Mr. Producer, Tom Brady's in the house. Eh, We don't need to show him next day. uh, Hi, uh, uh, it's, uh, uh, who's the guy? Uh, Sean, Sean McManus, line one. Hey, Brady was in the house. How come you didn't put him on camera, dummies? That's the call you get from network executives. How do you feel about uh, this being the last time you're going to get that Fox? Uh, so next time this year, Thomas Brady will Edward be. Brady. He will be in the booth. He will be great. How about Brady in the booth? Bill sideline reporter. Uh no. Yeah, what you're doing is uh, they're just really carrying the safeties no. and there was a zone blitz right there, but I don't no. think anyone saw it, so of course there was a sack. No, Coop, Coop is going to be the sideline guy because Coop got a haircut today, so he, he looks look good because you can't, you know, you can't actually, you know, be like Tony Saragusa and no football and, and you have to look, <laughs> you know, you have to look beautiful first and foremost to get on <laughs> NFL sideline and then be like... Okay, I wrote my I wrote my notes on my hand so I wouldn't forget anything because I don't know what I'm doing. You know who the happiest person in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is who when would, Bill got fired? Who would that be? In a sneaky, be? weird way. And if hold on, hold on, hold who, on, who who would have been the happiest? That Based Bill got on what fired? his job? If I give you a hint, you'll know who it is. I was going to say Cora? No, no, no. Uh. Uh, based on his job requirements during the preseason, this is the happiest person in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Uh, it'd be you. No. It would be Dan one. Ro- oh, Steve Burton. Steve Burton. Oh. Half, half-time question. Oh, great. Half-time question. Right. Yeah. He's actually going to have a guy that's going to answer it, and he's not going to have to, like, freak out. And yeah, just, well. Because like, you know, Bill is, is just the worst at halftime. All Steve has to do is stick to the damn script. Hey, but here's the question you're going to ask Bill. Let me do my own thing and ask about <laughs> your dad. What? That's one time. That's that was oh, one time. Yeah. Listen. I don't I, yeah, right. I, I, How nobody about this? that's you know the what? worst job Steel, in the history of sports. Yeah. Steel Burton's printer uh cable <laughs> so there's no power to the printer. Maybe lost uh, out there. Oh my god. All right, we've uh, we've definitely talked a lot of football. I I you know what? Maybe Why some, stop. Maybe some folks want to jump in on the Here's why the Taylor Swift stuff bugs me at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Uh instead, we're gonna go to uh, Rick in New York, who is a who is ten dollar shake on oh. the Twitch chat. Ten dollar go ahead, friend.
2: <laughs> How's it going, guys? What's up? Good. What um, do you got? First of all, I couldn't I couldn't care less about them showing Taylor Swift. They show wags and parents and siblings all the time. I I couldn't care less. They want to show her, show her. Anyway, um, what I want to talk about is how our our beloved Dan Campbell yesterday um, has added his name to the list of NFL head coaches that are littering the graveyard with the headstones that say, RIP, we do what we do. Mike Martz comes to mind. I have the greatest show on turf. We chuck the ball all around to to Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce and Oz Hakeem and one of the greatest names in the history of the NFL, Yo Murphy. And, you know, oh, wait, Bill Belichick is throwing a defensive scheme at me where they have six, seven, eight defensive backs. I have one of the greatest two-way running backs in the history of football. I'm going to start feeding him the ball. Oh, wait, no, I'm not, because we do what we do, even though it doesn't work. We get to Dan Quinn. We do what we do. Julio Jones just made one of the greatest catches in the history of the Super Bowl. We have the ball on the Patriots, I think, 21-yard line. Midway through the fourth quarter, we're up by eight points. We're going to run the ball three times and kick a field goal because we got a good veteran kicker in Matt Bryant. We're going to go up by two scores. Oh, wait, no, we're not, because we do what we do. So we're going to take a sack, a holding penalty, and get out of field goal range. Dan Campbell yesterday. God bless him, uh, and I love Dan Campbell. He is the most lovable meathead in sports since Gronk. I do. I, I, I love Dan Campbell. Uh, Rick, great we point. We do what we do. It's fourth down. We need to kick a field goal to, to tie up the game, and then we've got an eight-minute football game. But, no, we do what we do. You're a smart yeah.
1: man, brother. Yeah. Uh, good to hear from yeah. you, $10 shake. And you know what? He's a million. Yeah, th- that's right. It's the When keeping it real do, goes wrong. Yep. It's that's the, what it when is. We, when we do what we do. That's right. You've got to. It, it's not. It is not that simple. I, yes, uh, but you do can you, do that 97% uh, of I the know. time. It just... But there are times where you have to take in. This uh, I will go back to something that Paul Allen. Do you know who Paul Allen? Paul is? Allen the billionaire, no, no. Paul or... Allen the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. No, do not know. Okay, Brett Favre in New Orleans NFC Championship game, his line. This isn't Detroit in a regular season, man. It's to go to the Super Bowl. He's a million percent right. And that's the thing. Even if you're not compromising on your principles, if in a championship game you decide to kick it to make the game even while you're on the road, that's not compromising who you are. That's smart football. That's playing the percentages. There are times where you need to do that, especially when you take into, as we talked about, the momentum and the scoring and all that kind of stuff. Doesn't it? It happens every year, though. Every year, because you know what it is. It's that Brandon Staley mentality of, well, this is what darkopotamus.com says I'm supposed to do. And by God, this is right. Yeah. Why would? we... Were- it has been proven that 63% of the time, a wide receiver that runs a 4 on a team goes into at least the Elite Eight of the NFL. Da-da-da-da-da. Like that yeah. kind of stuff. What, it's like, <laughs> no, you can do things a different way. What is that like line from Ackerman? Like 80% of the time it works every time oh, that something was, like that. That was when uh, Brian Fantana <laughs> yeah. was rolling out Sex Panther. Yeah. I think it's uh, sixty eight Is it 80 Sixty percent right. of the time, it works every time, and he goes, "That doesn't make sense." <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. Tangway said that to me once, <laughs> straight face, and I lost it right <laughs> after that movie came out. He goes, "That doesn't make any sense." <laughs> I'm like, "You are Ron Bergen. <laughs> my god." Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Uh, Alan New Bedford on Mac Jones's future. Al, go ahead.
2: <laughs> nah, Chris, I know you got guys- Mac Jones come from the Ponte Vedra, but you know the guys offer. The teammates don't like him. Why should they bring him back? There's well going be a distraction in the locker room. Oh, Chris, I, I know you love the guy, the guy on a Vita. Your grandma Pepe lived down there and all that. I don't but I, don't, I don't, know don't know
1: about the whole Pontra Vita point of this whole thing from uh, Al there. He's got uh, wires crossed or whatever. We couldn't hear him. Here's the thing. If you're the Patriots, at some point you have to land on asset management. We ran down how after next year, the overwhelming majority of the defense is going to be free agents. So you've got to start to think about those decisions as well. Listen now. This is where you have the blind spot, not me. For this reason. I never sat here and said that the guy could or would or should be the starting quarterback. However, If you're Gerard Mayo and whomever you eventually hire an offensive coordinator, you do not want to leave yourself naked at the position. So you at least keep the guy around to see how he integrates. And if Gerard Mayo doesn't want him, then they'll just get rid of the guy. It's that simple. But right now, he is someone you have to consider keeping around because what right now are the other options If you're not going to go buy a quarterback in free agency and you're going to have one that's the number three pick, you can always reserve your right to get rid of Mac later than earlier. So why would you not, God forbid, what if you draft the number three overall pick? This guy runs around in a preseason game and all of a sudden he tears his ACL what are you going to turn you an Aaron Rodgers situation. You got to you, you got to have someone there so that's the thing. You're the one with the blind spot Al, thinking that I'm sitting here saying that the guy needs to be the starter and all that stuff. No, I'm saying that if you're trying to, you know, insulate yourself the best you can of your Gerard Mayo, it's something that you seriously have to consider. Cuz again, he is a first-round guy. Regardless of what, what do you uh, Oh, I said about My computer. Oh. All of a sudden, I was like, what? Dude, I why, think he told what? me that I was going to put this on. What is, is Nick, what is Nick playing? Yeah, holy cow. Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
0: Gresh and Fourier
1: on WEEI.
0: Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime.
1: Sad to hear about Jimmy Williams, former Red Sox manager, passing away. Billy had that in the latest trending We threw it in the uh, Twitch chat. Favorite Jimmy Williams moment in Detroit. Can't remember if it was 96, 97, 98. It was in that time. Steve Avery was a uh, polarizing figure at one point in time. The uh, lefty was moved to the bullpen. And uh, if as the story goes, and I remember this pretty well, it was Jimmy Williams who decided to put Steve Avery in a game in Detroit they triggered another, I don't know, it was like two seven, uh, 2.7 mil or something like that for the next year's deal, and uh, management was none too happy, but old lefty Steve Avery got like a free year of money because old Jamie Williams jammed him in there. Jimmy Williams was also, as uh, someone put in the Twitch chat, I forgot, uh, and if a fraud had wings, he wouldn't bump his booty. That's exactly right. I love those Southern axioms from <laughs> from uh, guys like uh, Jimmy Williams. But, uh, a, uh, I mean, a part of what really turned into kind of a pivotal point in the Red Sox where there was that kind of end of the Jimmy Williams run and then, uh, you know, Pedro came in and then here comes you know like all of that was all kind of tied into that time late 90s uh there with uh, Jimmy Williams into the uh, mix nice guy too I mean baseball players because they have to deal with the media every day they can be surly they can be prickly Jimmy Williams was really never much of any of that so guy rushed Jimmy Williams and there you go that is not Jimmy Williams right oh. there it's kind of like when Raheem Morris was uh... what is coop doing How does a guy who hosts the Play Tessie podcast put up who I think was Joe Kerrigan? I was going to say, that looks like a... Come on, Coop! Well, he's stressed out today. I know that Coop was born in 98 or whatever it was. But jumping, Jesus, Grady Little, Jimmy Williams, all that. Good Lord. (sighs) Poor Coop. Poor Coop. He just it, wants to be right. up in somewhere in Maine. Nah, you know, Coop. Coop's selling, a, Coop selling, Selling like, you know, having like a roadside diner or something like that. Coop's had a bad day Son, today. Honey. I do believe the text into Chicken Nick was, I forgot my laptop. I have to go all the way back home to go get it. it. Was, I forgot my laptop at home. I'll be back in an hour. An hour? Yeah. What was this? About uh, 8.30 this About 8.30, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he zoomed in and out. Uh, But anyway, God rest Jimmy Williams, a a very nice guy by all accounts and a part of uh, Red Sox history. Uh, Before I get to questions uh, coming off of yesterday for you, Fourier, Tom in Philly wants in on the Bill Belichick future. Tom, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I think it's a silly take that you guys just had a few hours ago about uh, Bill Belichick is going to be looking over uh, or all these franchises are going to be looking for Bill Belichick. If they wanted to hire him, he had a 28-3 lead with the Falcons, and he blew it. It's okay. It happens. But your main take is that all these other people wanted to save their jobs. That's why. Why would they fire themselves halfway through the season and hire Bill Belichick, right? That doesn't make sense. That means halfway through, they're like, okay, our coach isn't doing it, so we're going to fire not only the coach, we're going to fire ourselves, and we're going to hire Bill Belichick because he wants to do everything. And all these teams, Eagles, Cowboys, their, their talent evaluation is really, really good. That's why their coaches are blowing it. And Bill wants to do that job as well, and that's the only part he can't do, the talent evaluation. We all agree that he can still coach.
1: But I, would, is, I would I would also is, push yeah. I would also push back on the talent evaluator if you were gonna take like every single like person that he evaluated and discovered and then and uh, just take them all put them all and then what would you call his success rate compared to the other teams when it came to talent evaluating well it's funny because you have to compare Bill Belichick to what other teams do because there are not a lot of general managers, if any, who have had a decade or plus run. I think John Schneider in Seattle might be one, the guy in Kansas City, maybe he's gotten through 10 years. Uh, I don't a Duke know if Tobin Duke, in Cincinnati, right? But I don't he's basically I don't, the guy. Yeah, I don't know if he's even hit ten years. So it's been a what's close? That's the and and but again, that's a part of the testament to Bill as well. In that he found a different way to manage the cap and personnel. And I know people don't like hearing the cap word, but for some owners it's real. For some owners it isn't. But regardless, there's only. X amount of money to be able to go around. And I think what Bill Belichick showed is, is that if you have certain pieces in place, here's how you can make it last two decades. Because if we're really going to get to comparing Kansas city to what happened here for two decades with Belichick and Brady, that's got to go that long too. And that's the real difference between everybody else and all these others. And what happened here. And, yeah, I know people don't like it, but Bill was a part of that talent evaluation. A lot of people um, like Ramondre Stevenson, right? A lot of people like Christian Gonzalez. A lot of people, even though they're repurposed, a lot of people like Lawrence Guy. Good grinder. There's a lot here that a lot of people allegedly still like, unless we're throwing all the kids out, that Bill was a part of on the evaluation. So, again, you want to compare him? Two other GMs take the same period of time. See that take, that's... take the take the window of time where Bill Polian was in Indianapolis okay. and Bill Belichick was here, and do the comparison and see what it was like. I would like. say Bill Polian is a, is a good pull based on his time in Buffalo and his time in Indy. The guy literally created two superpower teams, although Buffalo never won, but they were always in the mix. And of course, you know what uh, everything that Bill Polian did with. Um, uh, you know, the Indianapolis Colts. And Bill Polian, on record, again, uh, and this is what he's known for, and they play this clip, and they mention his name every single time they talk about uh, Lamar Jackson, how he should have been a wide receiver. It was Bill Polian that suggested that. Correct. Okay, he was wrong. That's fine. It happens. It, it happens. Well, well, you should never be in the NFL again. How dare you? How dare you do this? Oh, that's Lord. where we've jumped to. It drives to. me the, nuts. You know, it's like the dude's should been hitting be out. on everything. This short snapshot is who you are, yeah. da, da, da da and all that. I mean, it's almost like if John Lynch has two bad drafts. And John Lynch's done a hell of a job at San Francisco. It's almost like if there's two bad drafts, it's up, he's lost it, get him out. Yeah. And it's like, no. Well, that's a very collaborative you you learn, know, situation that well, they have there in San Francisco. You know, there there is some of that, too. I think... Uh, and who bears the brunt of Trey Lance? Uh, oh, who t- that who takes that hit? Whose who's decision was that? That was all uh, John. Lynch. Wow, look at that. He missed, and yet here we are. Well, it, it is amazing that the guy whizzed away three first-round picks, got nothing for it, It traded him away for a middle-round pick, and they're still as successful as they've been. And they've been poached it, uh, with you know all their what? coaches, too. I mean, That's the other aspect of it. In all honesty, it makes you realize that uh, maybe what they should have done in San Francisco was take those three first-round picks and gone after a veteran who would have been there for five years. That would not have had them having, you know, Mr. Irrelevant running around there uh, yesterday as Brock Purdy did and uh, went to the Super Bowl. And you know what? That gets me to a couple of questions from uh, yesterday, Fourier. And one is, you know that we've had a lot of people, whenever we talk about offense in the NFL, that it's a copycat league. Am I right or wrong on Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yep. Have we had a huh. lot of people... Who have jumped in on the bill was old and antiquated. He didn't know what he was doing on offense. It's now a copycat league. So how many teams will be looking for Mister Irrelevant to be their quarterback because of Brock Purdy? Or am I engaging in the silly hyperbole that other people have going the other way that the league is all about just wide receivers it, it and people just, to run? Fast? It just yeah, and, and RPOs you need uh, uh and pre-step motion. <laughs> I forgot about that. Pre-step motion. I forgot about the RPOs. And I all love that the, stuff. I love a good RPO. Uh they all if if uh, uh even by watching that game, San Francisco, I was watching that going going, holy crap, Brock Purdy's going to lose this game for him. This is basically Kyle Shanahan looking at Jimmy Garoppolo when they played uh in that Super Bowl against Baltimore in New Orleans and Garoppolo couldn't make the throws that counted when it mattered most. And kind of the reason why they decided to kind of move move along from him. And here they are with Brock Purdy throwing interceptions, can't get on time, can't complete any passes. They're like, holy crap, this guy's gonna lose him the game. Then he ends up winning it. He ends up winning. Well, I mean, being a big reason why they won it, but holy crap, it just goes to show you like that. You just you have no clue. No, here's what it is. I'm glad you said it that way. No clue. Because football teams aren't built the same. And I think that is some of the narrative that is happening that, well, here's the way you do it. You take from San Francisco or you take from L.A. or you take from Cincinnati and you put this guy in there and then you draft this guy. Everybody makes it sound like it's really just a paint-by-numbers process when in reality it isn't. The draft will be massive for the Patriots. You know what will be bigger for the Patriots than the draft? Free agency this year because who you bringing in, how are you sure certain things up? And, oh, by the way, how about some of the defensive guys you need to extend as well? Everybody talks about all the money that the Patriots have this year. What are you doing? Your whole defensive line group is pretty much free agents at the end of the year. I think a bunch of your defensive backs, free agents at the end of the year. And I think maybe even one of the linebackers is in there. There's a whole – so why is free – free agency is going to matter because, quite honestly – the group of free agents here, initially for Gerard Mayo and crew, to me are going to be the core group that he's going to want to build around, or at least I hope that he would want to build around. And that's my more important. I mean, listen, you got to nail the draft, of course, everybody. But what team doesn't, right? Yeah, because it's young, mm-hmm. cheap talent. Yep. However, what is really going to set the foundation for this team going into the draft? It's what about to happen and, in about and, six weeks. And that'll happen. Yeah, and that'll happen first. The draft is in yes. April. A free agency starts right away and you're Which already. It does sense. To, it should be flipped. Let me Stupid. see. Should it be flipped? I actually never thought about it. Yeah. Um why? Uh well, number one, uh you it, Why does look, it even matter, to be it, honest with well, you? Well, it's it's set up for the veterans to have first crack, but from a team building standpoint. You have to do the draft evals, hope you're right. For me, it would be I would have the draft in March and then free agency in April. The problem is you're letting the young guys in to gobble up jobs. You at least want guys under contracts so if they get cut. Da-da-da. See, I don't think it would matter. For me, is it, it if I were building a team, I would want to know sort of where I'm going to go in the draft and who I'm going to get and then go in free agency because there might be a first-round tackle that falls to the high second round that New England would have never thought about, and you might pass on that guy because maybe you spent $18 million on Mike Onwenu. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. I want my I get cheap it. guys in first before I go spend money, but then again, the league and the union looks at it and says, well, that's why you won't spend money, so that's why we want all the veterans placed first, then bring in your Neophyte Cheapos. Huh. But anyway. I got to think about that one. Um, Another step in the legacy building for Patrick Mahomes. Mm. If Kansas City loses the Super Bowl, though, what does that do as a sort of a a black mark, let's say, on the record of Patrick Mahomes because the four-letter network and everybody else is trying to rush to the, well, let's compare Mahomes to Brady again. No, no, it's not even, it's already the GOAT, question mark. Already the GOAT? Stop. I really do feel like we are um, like Brady. we're just reliving that whole era where where Brady Brady was. beat him twice. Well, I, I know, but nobody in, cares in different conferences. And, 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 and nobody cares. I know, right? In a Super Bowl, in a different conference, the AFC Championship game, yeah. And then as an right. and, and then NFC versus AFC in the Super right. Bowl. That's why, to me, Mahomes will never surpass Brady. And but it doesn't matter. It's recency bias. It's victim of the moments because there was a weird resistance with Brady to basically crown him as the GOAT, right? Mm-hmm. It was always Montana, Montana, Montana. Even when they had the same amount of Super Bowl victories, or even at one point in time, Brady had more Super Bowl appearances, the same amount of wins, and it was still like, well, well Montana never lost. Montana never threw a pick. Montana never did this. It took him to get to like six yes. for finally for the people who are supporters of Montana to finally say, fine. Even at five, people were begrudgingly saying, okay, he's yeah. there because people looked at the early run again Brady was a Super Bowl MVP and a Super Bowl he never should have sniffed MVP in yeah and and so now with with Mahomes it's totally different it's like this how quickly can we make him like uh, what's the least amount of information and uh, and uh you know, Super Bowls can we give him to show that he really is the goat and it is it's somebody had a quote as far as like even like there's like uh um post-season passing yards. It's was like Manning. There's a Breeze, and there's Mahomes, and and then there's Brady at like you know two thousand, three thousand, and something. There you go. It's from the Athletic. I think it was. So you got Brady, uh, three Super Bowls, three Pro Bowls, twelve playoff wins. So this is their first six full seasons as a starter. Uh, I think that says one sixty seven on the or I'm trying to read the touchdowns yep. there. Uh, And then for Mahomes, it is uh, two Super Bowls, four appearances, two MVPs, 15 playoff wins. uh, And that looks like 58 touchdowns. It's not not even close. And, and yeah, and that's – and the stat I was like, is postseason passing yards. Brady's like at 2,500, 3,500, something crazy. And Mahomes isn't even at 2,000 yet. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact, like, you know, Travis Kelsey is the one that's kind of earned the GOAT status. Whenever you break Jerry Rice's records in the postseason, yeah. you cannot deny it. I don't care what you say. You cannot say Jerry Rice is the best football because that was the other thing. Jerry Rice is the greatest football player ever. Hey. Really? No, no, but they said it. Yeah. They said I was like, well, because look at his numbers. Look at it. I mean, look at him. He's got all these records, especially when it matters most. Travis Kelsey just beats you. And if he really wants to, could probably really kind of put you in the dust. Gronk is the best all-around tight end of all time, in my opinion. All-around, blocks, can catch a play, to that? all that. Well, because Kelsey is the greatest receiving tight end of all time. But why limit it to that? What do you mean? He's the greatest receiver in the history of the NFL. Uh, because He's the greatest guy that can catch a football in the NFL. List it that way. You mean... Just yeah. saying that like he doesn't get, if Jerry Rice, if he's, if he's a tight end breaking Jerry Rice's records, then it also means you went to the postseason a lot too. No, you I know. know. Like, I mean, like there, true, there, you there, get more there, chances. Jerry Rice's records have been broken by Julian Edelman yeah. and Julian Edelman is yeah. not the greatest wide receiver ever. Yeah, I here. know. But, but I get it. I listen, this is shrouded in tight end. You, I know. No. No, it this is, is not. It's reality you. This is pumping nope. the tight end. I was, no, I was, listen. You're like Taylor Swift I right now. I would love banging to be away. Taylor Swift banging away. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. Where do I line up? Jeez. <laughs> ah. Oh, man. 617-779-7937. Ah. Michael Strahan fills in for Terry Bradshaw. And boy, did it go bad yesterday. Big deal or no big deals next.
0: Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Gresh and Fourier.
2: On WEEI.
1: Here's the NFC Championship trophy for the Super Bowl bound San Francisco 49ers. Joe Montana take it away. It goes to this man right here, Mr. Jed York. And Jed, I have to say, you know what? You have another opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. What do you have to say to your 49er Faithful who are in this game no matter what it looked like early on? What do you have to say to the Faithful? We we wouldn't have won this game without you. You guys stayed with us the entire time. You kept pressure on Detroit and you helped us get this victory. Thank you so much, Faithful. We love you. All right, there you go. Oh, my gosh. That was Michael Strahan. That was so stinky. That was Michael Strahan. So what what we also didn't play, that was Michael Strahan, uh, post-game trophy presentation. You know, the George Hallis trophy, right? So he gets stuck holding the trophy because Terry Bradshaw was sick. Because Terry Bradshaw usually does that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's usually just bad also. But it's Terry Bradshaw. But, yeah. So you're like, ah, you know, he's a cannonball run. It's kitschy. Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy, Michael Strand, he's on Good Morning America. He's been the host of Kelly and Michael. So this guy should be ready for this. But all he did was yell and scream. He, you, you heard, you saw that. Like you heard that. Like Joe Montana was standing right next to him. Oh, he no. introduces uh, Joe Montana, but then just completely passes him up. He also got the score wrong, by the way. Oh. So big deal, no big deal. Oh. Andy Gress, yeah. Uh, Michael Strahan, completely just butchering the postgame big, pr- trophy presentation. Big deal, disaster. Who isn't in the Twitch chat? Chris, nineteen fifty-five. Strahan's overrated. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. My God. He looks good. He presents halfway decent, but no. You put him in stuff like this, <laughs> you know what it was the equivalent of? You know what it reminded me of? When Aaron Andrews was doing in Fenway Park with a, what? Was it the last time the, the Red Sox won the World Series? And Aaron Andrews was the post game? And you got John Henry standing there going, oh, fires are fire. And you got him standing. What? Oh, yeah. the the talking, I, really? I'm telling you, and I don't know if we have any of the audio, but... The last time the Red Sox won it all, Aaron Andrews, I am pretty sure, was the one who did the post game. Hey, Tom Warner. Boom. It was a mess. And you had, like, John Henry standing there being like, fire is there, fire. Because there was, like, smoke in center field or something. I don't know, whatever. And he's just, like, standing there <laughs> looking around like, I had no idea. That's huh. what that reminded me of. It, like, Aaron Andrews, it was like, listen, she's really good, but it was just the wrong role for her. Kind of the same thing for Strahan. Wrong role, buddy. You got to know how to navigate that crap. Well, the, the, it was weird. It was like he had no script. And then he I felt like he was yelling. I felt like he was yelling a lot. Like there was a helicopter or an airplane flying overhead. He you know just know what it kept was? screaming. He, he clearly, they had his microphone Piped into the stadium, and he only had one earpiece. I'm betting you. Oh. So he heard the reverb coming back. As my guess, or he just couldn't deal with all of. There that was noise. there was Nick, and I don't even know if you can find this, but there was a, who was it? Like when the Dodgers won the World Series. Uh, was it back in 2020 was it 20 that was a covid year and i don't know who was doing the presentation i'm not really sure who was but they were like they were introducing and they had that issue with their headset it was like you know when you took the dodgers you let the dodgers <laughs> yeah. who is that rob manfred, that was rob oh, manfred. that's right manfred. yeah that was so you sound drunk when that happens right because you can't like you can't really hear yourself and you're getting a whole different vibe but Listen, um, I rather have Terry Bradshaw. I mean, as goofy and as silly as he is, he's done it forever. But he was sick, so he wasn't able to do it. Apparently, it was 2013 that this went down with Aaron Andrews in and the uh, disastrous uh, kind of uh, trophy. It presentation really should be deal. the easiest. It's so easy. Hey, you guys won. How excited are you? And, and hey, what's this mean to you? The problem with Strahan was he didn't even do any of that. He kept doing the, what do you have to say to the fans? <laughs> yeah, I you know, know what? I, I love, you know, I love NASCAR. And my wife is, Betty just turned me on to NASCAR. And I, in the post-race interviews, they—I'm convinced every network has told their, "Hey, listen, it'd make NASCAR really happy if when you interview the driver after the race, you get him to compliment the fans." That's what it feels like now. It's like, oh, when you got nothing else, tee them up so they can say great things about the fans, yay! And then, <laughs> like, instead of asking a real question. Uh, all right, so let's go to college basketball real quickly because um, this Saturday. Uh, the Texas men's basketball team traveled to Provo, Utah to take on BYU. And in the front row of BYU's student section, closest to the Texas bench, uh, the students had white t-shirts with blue paint on on them that spelled horns down. You remember that earlier in the week last week, there was a game between Texas and an, and a UCF. Yep. Where UCF won, and then the players during the line were putting their horns mm. down. And the head coach, Shocker Smart, was like shaming them, uh, you know, because they were they had the gall it? to do that. Was what was it, the name of the coach? Is it Shocker Smart? Oh, I thought you said Shocker Smart for a second. Oh God, stop it. <laughs> You can't do that to me. Huh? You cannot do that that with that That's That's how a New Englander gesture. would say it, though, I, would they not? That's would true. Would we not hear from Billy Landy potentially, you know, uh, Merrimack plays Texas and uh, Shocker Smart tonight? Oh, God. Like, gosh. you just you Shocker instead true. of Shocker. Uh, so let's not act like a Bostonian might not slip into that. They just wouldn't do the hand gesture. Okay, well, if you go to Twitch right now, Coop just had it up. As <laughs> you see the student section, it says, Horns down, white t-shirts, blue paint, horns down. Well, sure enough, during the Problem first. Nothing. This is a home game for BYU. Yeah. Do whatever, you're not a player. Do whatever the hell you want. But during the first media timeout, the students were asked to remove the shirts. Big deal, no big deal. Very big deal. That's stupid. Come on. It's not offensive. So what? It says horns down. You mean to tell me the Big 12? Is this, I mean, uh, Texas, is this sensitive in their last year in the Big 12? That's because they're worried that Auburn is going to be like, they'll have, uh, you know, horns down on the toilet paper that they throw over that tree down there or something like that. Do you realize that the Big 12, Determined and probably at the at the at the request of Texas that this would be horns down would be considered unsportsmanlike. conduct. Stop it. This is true. So here's what happens. So it's announced that the SC, that Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. What is the first thing the SEC does? They say that the 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 hook uh, them horns down, down horns down is allowed. Nobody's going to freak out about it. So the fact that the SEC... Like, Give me a break. So petty. Give me a break. Why are you going to try and regulate what the students do or what the players do? Like, they're saying, like, if you do it in, in their face, like, I can understand. That's them. Like, it's the same thing if you do, like, the throat slashing, sure. what used to be a big thing in the NFL. or and Okay, I understand this. In the NFL, they used to do the throat slashing. Throat slashing That's thing. Right. A lot of people did it. They told you don't do it. They got rid of that in WWE, I, I, I kind of get thing. it. That yep. Kind of a little bit. But. The cho- the Reggie Miller choke, like that should be allowed all the time. Like the you're choking. It, why? Uh, why can you not do that? Uh, it's, it's the same as horns whole, down. It's the whole kind of bad look thing. Uh, you know, it's yeah, crazy. What are we allowed you know, to do the, in sports? Well, no, why can you not anymore. mock and make fun? The no. taunting is one thing. Mocking, mocking is oh, gone. no. Can we do that? Can you do the, mat- the fat Can you do low. matumbo? Can you do no? that? Uh, you probably so. can't. You probably rung up with a with a penalty of some. It's kind. It's so funny. You did the whole choking thing. And, uh, roadie basketball, mid nineties, there, uh, Tyson Wheeler, one of the better players ever at the free throw line, misses some free throws. Roadie doesn't go to the final four. You know what Arthur Lee did from Stanford? He looked at him and went like this. And that's all everybody talked about because he gave him the choking sign. And then it became, wow, that is in that moment. That young man is meanwhile, I'm on the radio screaming, the kid choked and he sucks and all that. But they're like, by God, Arthur Lee, what poor sportsmanship for someone smart enough to go to Stanford yeah, yeah, because I, he did the choking thing. Are you it's allowed like, to roll your eyes? I, I don't Do you roll know. your eyes? It's safe. Can you roll your eyes? Is I'm, that is that too I'm, dangerous? I'm starting to think now that if you let a stinky fart out on the court, it's a technical. Uh, before we break, can, let me you do hang this on the rim for a second. In the NBA. Oh, that's that's the up. other thing that bugs didn't Tatum me? get one? Yeah, a couple of those. Yeah, there was like, and Porzingis was like under him, and he. The thing was, he pulled himself up almost like to oh, put his no. head through the rim. What are we going to do. Yeah. Well, listen, if the he, children, hey, uh, Shaq tore down a rim for God's sakes. You know, you never know when it's going to like let free. Like so in college sports, unsports. Sportsmanlike like conduct needs to fit uh one of three categories. Okay. Is it taunting an opponent? I guess you could consider it taunting no, an opponent. Is no. it? I don't know, it depends. Do you do it in their well, face? Guess what? If they win and do they do go the crowns? If they win and they yeah, go like this exactly. afterwards, then, then they it's can't do that. Okay, I do it to okay, I, I, you. Know, it to I'm you. not gonna read anymore. No, don't because no, if no, I sucks. can't if if I beat you, if I can't do horns down when I beat you, you can't do horns up if you win. Fair oh, okay. enough? Fair enough. Okay, good. Done. Suck it. That's big deal. No big deal. <laughs> I'm going to then need to make that into law. What, the end of that? Or big deal, no big deal? Or No, the, if the, you the, win, uh, oh. if I can't do it when uh, uh, I beat you, then you sure as hell can't do it You can win. You cannot do it in That's moments. That's unsportsmanlike conduct. Can't do it in moments of prosperity if it can't be used in moments of demise. We'll just go with that. I'm. Uh, I'm with you on that. Suck on it. There oh. you go. Thank you, Alex. Hey, do we have it? How about Alex? Do we have a Red yeah, Sox update? Anything? Do we have a core update? Do we have anything with can the I, Red Sox? Can I make a prediction? What's that? They're going to sign Montgomery. Oh. Big deal, no big deal. Ah, uh, No, no, no. We might. He's the one guy. He's the one guy that's just been hanging around and hanging around. And it's like he hasn't been signed. Something is going on with him. They're playing some weird form of baseball chicken. Yeah, it's called Scott Boris. Is it. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. so you're going to sit there and wait. Oh, there it is. There's a new report. Sam Kennedy on uh, some co- – oh, on the quote of uh, I would call you a liar as a fan, da-da-da. My choice of words probably wasn't entirely appropriate. It represented my frustration with the notion of anyone questioning hmm. our commitment and desire to be competitive. I shouldn't have used words that don't correctly reflect how we feel about the privilege (laughs) of owning this franchise. Oh, jeez. You know what? I'd rather talk (laughs) about quarterback hit lists next. Uh.
0: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.